Welcome back to another episode of the Northern Steel Podcast. I'm your host, Dominic Paskowski, and with me is my brother, Christopher Paskowski. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? Let's it's give it up for us. Let's give it up for us one more time for not giving up after one episode. Ooh, All right. We made it. All we right. did it. Chris, what do you what do you have to say? Thank the audience. Oh, gosh, guys, you have been so great. I mean, I've right, been... That's uh, enough. That's enough. All that's right, enough. fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. A lot of stuff happened this week in free agency like we thought they would. So before we get into all the Steeler news, everything we have to do, let's. I want to do a quick roundup of what happened in the NFL. You might be thinking, I don't care about those other teams. Well, too bad because the NFL is interesting and a lot of stuff went down. So many things went down. It seems like eons ago that they happened. All right, so let's do a quick fire through on what went down last week. First, Khalil Mack boom, boom, boom. traded to the Chargers. Insane. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Big move, fun. As well as JC Jackson signed with the Chargers. And Oof. Chandler Jones signed with the Raiders. And I know we mentioned this last week, but Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. I mean. Oh, my God. Gosh. The AFC West is the AFC West really is insane. It's a powerhouse. They're scary. They're looking really, really scary right now. Every every single team. I mean, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They picked up yeah. Justin Reed. I mean, good lord, good lord almighty. I mean, the AFC West. All four teams can make the playoffs. They really could this year. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, we also this week or this past week, Carson Wentz was traded. You might be saying, who cares? But it's a big deal. He went to the Commanders, which should be an XFL team, but that's where he went. <laughs> uh, Bob, we didn't mention this last week, but Bobby Bobby Wagner was released. Mm-hmm. That's huge news. Also, as big was a potential target for us, but not anymore. But we'll get to that later. Ooh, I'm uh, curious. But hopefully, Bobby Wagner doesn't go to those dirty teams in our division. We will see. (laughs) Von Miller just today signed a humongous, ginormous contract with the Buffalo Bills. Six years, $120 million. Wow. Insane. First first off, the team itself was kind of uh, no one ever saw it coming. And then also six years. The dude's been in the league since 2011. All right. Like, he's going to play until he's 38. You got to be kidding me. No chance. No chance. No. But, but I mean, okay, I don't want to get too much on it. On paper, it looks like a great signing. Is it? I don't know. I mean, he's been, he's been declining. Not like, he's not bad, but, I mean, he is older. But, yeah, no, it's still insane pickup. Uh, now, let's, let, let, uh, still doing the quick roundup. We're going to shift gears into our disgusting divisional rivals. Uh, the Ravens, like they always do, they're they're a well managed team. You got to give mm-hmm. it to them. They had some great pickups this week. They picked up. Uh, uh, they have a reunion with Zadarius Smith. They brought him back on the team. They signed Morgan Moses as a left tackle, who we had mentioned last mm-hmm. week on our podcast, uh, who's only gave up two sacks last year, or maybe the past two years. And they also signed um, Marcus Williams, safety, uh, to a, a big five year contract for the Ravens. Now, okay, I'm, you can call me a casual if you want, but the only thing, and I know Marcus Williams, they said he's a star safety. He's so good. He's from the Saints. The only thing I know Marcus Williams from, being from Minnesota, is giving up the Minneapolis miracle to Stephon Diggs. That's what I know him from. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair thing to know him from. So if he wants to tackle some more of his own Ravens players next year, feel free, my man. Feel free. I'm all for it. Let's see. We also have... Oh, my gosh. The Browns. The Browns signed Amari uh, Cooper. They signed some other people. But here's the here's the thing with the Browns. Okay? The Browns, with signing some people, they released a lot of people, and it sounded like they were rumored to go for Deshaun Watson. Sounds like they're still in the hunt for Deshaun Watson. Potentially. What? I'm going to go on a little rant here, Chris. Do you mind? No, go for it. I... Do not like the Browns. But for a long time through the years we've been watching the Steelers, I felt bad for Mm. the Browns. I felt sorry for the Browns. I wanted them to win. I really did. 
they went one in 35. I was like, man, how can how can things get worse? You know, I wanted them to win. They drafted Baker Mayfield. I liked Baker. He had like the cockiness that the Cleveland needed, right? Mm-hmm. And something you know, to pull granted, him out. And granted, that never went away because uh, they, they stayed cocky. And they did have one winning season. They went to the playoffs. They beat us. Congrats. That's our Super Bowl. Uh, but ever since it happened, they've been way too cocky as an entire team and as a fan base after one year of success in multiple decades. Now, which has made me despise the Browns and all their people. However, what the Browns organization is doing to Baker Mayfield is disgusting. Agreed. And, it, and it's, I feel bad for him. I think it's horrible and if you're a browns fan and you actually happen to listen to this podcast don't know why you would why would you but if you do just know that your organization i mean juju said it best man browns is the browns Mm -hmm. and this organization Mm -hmm. if you guys are really going to depart from baker mayfield and then also not land deshaun hope you guys got some years of misery out of you that's all i'm saying all right rant over back to the positive news oh we got some I just want to throw in. Got I gotta throw in my own two cents for this. It's it's too big of it. I just I just oh uh, gosh. I mean, talk about such a frustrating move, especially for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, literally, like you and I have talked about this before. Like on paper, such a talented roster, and then so like what they got, and like they they've been looking for a franchise guy for so long. I mean. We can we could probably talk back the 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 last thirty two guys in the last uh, uh, three seasons that they've had most likely, but at the same time, like you know, they finally get a guy like Baker Mayfield, and I'm not saying May- Baker Mayfield was like you know God by any means, but at the same time, like he did good, and 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 the fact that you could bring a team like the Cleveland Browns to a, the playoffs, not only to the playoffs, but to get their first playoff win since '94. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Dom. Maybe you can do the mm-hmm. math for me. Uh, 94 is a long time. That's older than me, okay? <laughs> um, that's almost and, as old as and, me. That's almost as old as me. And, and, and that's incredible. And, and the fact that, like, these fans, literally, the second Watson gets brought up, and, like, you know, all the, uh, you know, charges aside and everything, for them to literally just, like, take this guy who's literally brought them the only success they've had in so many years and to just say, like, Hey, good riddance, dude. Like, uh, we're out. And, and like, I, I, he, he, you know, Baker Mayfield made a post on Twitter talking about like his time there and how he's literally giving it all to him. And like, in that moment, I literally felt so bad for him because I was like, you know, I feel like you, you have the dude's gone out there. He's, he's made it fun for the fans and he's made it like enjoyable to watch. I, I don't know how, as a Browns fan, you can just criticize a dude who's given so much of himself to you. But yep. I mean, I think I think like you said, the Browns is the Browns. Like they they literally crap on their own organization, and it's it's really disgusting. And I think that's a I big part of why they are the same way they are every single year. I don't understand how you can. I don't understand how as a fan you can still back up the organization. Think about the the Tim Couch jersey that has like eight hundred names on the back of it since they've been trying to find a franchise quarterback, and they found one. And then there's a report, true or not that they're looking for a more adult quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Is Deshaun Watson the more adult quarterback? Yeah. What? Adultery, that maybe. makes no sense. Adulterer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, off the Browns. Moving on to more frequency roundup news. Christian Kirk, he got signed oh. to a huge contract for the Jaguars. Uh, hilariously, way too big. Way too big of a contract. Yeah. <laughs> I I really like Christian Kirk as a as a player, but like the money is not there. I'm sorry. No, um, Jalen Hurts. I have this in a question mark. You know, I don't know. He <laughs> NFL free agency is so crazy with rumors and things like that, and they they say that he took his uh, Eagles off his bio, but people are saying he didn't. I don't know. It seems kind of sketch to me. Uh, Kirk Cousins is staying. The reason I wrote that down is because quarterbacks are thinking about him. We're talking about him. Um, people, players were cut this week. Big time players besides Bobby Wagner. Julio Jones was cut after a year being traded to the Falcons. What a yeah. fleece job by the Falcons. Um, 
Danny Trevathan was cut today from the Bears. So some big-time players. Um, there's another player that got cut, too, from the Jaguars. I wonder where he ended up. Can't remember his name right now. I think he'll come to me later. Um, Tom Brady. Oh, oh man. Gosh. Tom Brady's back, baby. <laughs> Tom Brady. Look, all I got to say about Tom Brady is if you're a Steeler fan, I know it's annoying seeing Tom Brady. But at least it makes Ben's Hall of Fame enshrinement uh, way better because you know that if you had to share the spotlight with Ben, and I'm using air quotations for people listening to podcasts, he ain't sharing no spotlight. That entire night would be about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He really is. As much as we don't like him, he really is the GOAT. You got to yeah, respect I gotta him. Say th- I got to say, the things that like did bother me the most about Tom Brady coming back is is the little statement that he put with it. And he, and he goes, and I quote, I have some unfinished business. All right, Tom. I don't know what unfinished business you might have here in the league, but when you have won seven Super Bowls, more than any franchise has ever won, and like, what what do you have left to prove? You know, like maybe, maybe if you went to like the Jets or if you went to the Browns and then you won them a Super Bowl, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, then he literally has done everything. But like, you don't have to do that. You've accomplished everything that you need to. Why? 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 But whatever. I mean, I don't have to get too much into it. Uh, I do love that someone bought his last touchdown thrown football for half a million dollars, and then he came back to the league. So that ball is now worthless. Uh, but don't feel bad because anybody who can spend half a million dollars on a football is probably doing okay. Realistically, I think maybe Tom Brady should just reimburse him for that one. <laughs> Tom, I mean, would you say you had a tweet? You're like Tom Brady with his. I mean, everyone's been taught, saying the same joke, but well, well, yeah, it kind of annoyed me because I, I think I tweeted it the same time that someone else did. Um, so obviously, I'm going to take full credit for it because I'm original. <laughs> sure, uh, but sure, sure, it was sure. literally like you know, Tom literally spent a month and 18 days with his family and kids, and he thought, you know what, this shit ain't for me. All right, I, I gotta be back out there. You know, his kid probably asked for for uh, one one too many times to hang out, and he was just like, oh, "I don't know what this dad stuff is all about," but like, I, I'm not about it. So I'm not into it at all. Mm-mm. So now we're moving on finally into some Steeler news. Free agency went crazy these past couple of days. Today was the official oh start of free agency, where things have become official. So, we actually have made a lot of moves. First off, let's talk about some players that we re-signed. You and I were right last week. We talked about Miles Killebrew, safety. I think that's Mm -hmm. a great re-sign. Good special teamer. Had the two blocks. We talked about that last week. Um, Arthur Mallette, we were on the fence on. But, you know, when you got three cornerbacks on free agency, you're going to keep one. And he's cheap. So, yeah. Keep him, maybe, you know, maybe he'll improve. Uh, he didn't do too bad. He just couldn't really stay healthy. So maybe he'll improve. Uh, we also we also re-signed Montrevious Adams. That was somebody you and I wanted to see back. Huge rotational piece. I don't know how with the way that he performed, you can't physically sign that dude back. Yes, I agree. He's a good, he had some good run stopping in a year where we were terrible at that in general. And, uh, had some good pressure that he supplied. I think if we can build some more pieces on the line, like you said, a great rotational piece. Uh, we also re-signed Chucks Okorafor. I think you and I were on the fence on if they if you would re-sign him or not. I am okay <laughs> to a degree with it. I, the reason why I'm okay with it is because we have signed some other people, spent spent our money elsewhere, which we'll get into shortly. Um, but at first, I don't think I was too thrilled about it because there are some great tackles still available in free agency, uh, which we can touch on also later in this podcast. Um, and I also thought the amount they gave him was really high. However, uh, Omar Khan, who does a lot of the financing for the Steelers, he had a great deal in set to, uh, or, or put in place to where we're not stuck in this contract situation if things don't work out. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, he wasn't horrible last year. I mean, he's just, you know, he is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but there's still some other players out there to be signed. Anyone you're hoping to be signed out there, Chris? 
Uh, Resigned, I, mean, I should say. Resigned. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think a couple of the big targets that we got to be looking at for sure. Uh, and, I, and I've seen a couple of reports where interests have become way low is I would really, 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 and you and I touched on this last week, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, yes. The dude is just too valuable of a player. We we are really lacking at that wide receiver position, and that's just that's just something that we need. You know, we we can't you know just depend solely on the draft, especially when we only have two guys potentially right at that position. We need depth. We need a guy who knows the system, and I think Juju's an excellent piece. Um, uh, aside from Juju, um, I think uh, uh, Kello is still on there. Witherspoon, yep. you know, I I mean, yeah, I, and we'll get into it later with all the new guys that we uh, that we got, but I don't think that necessarily should close the door on him. I think he definitely did enough last year to earn his spot um, and to maybe get a re-signing. So we'll see what happens there. And then uh, my favorite free agent that's still left out there, who's left to be on sign, is Mr. Bobby Wagner. I know with Miles Jack, it's really uh, you know my my I had him on my list originally. I, I think he's still a great player. I don't think the need is necessarily there anymore because of the guy that we picked up. But at the same time, I think he's an excellent person, a great veteran presence. And I think wherever he goes, he's going to make a difference. So th- really throw out the spoilers there by bringing up Bobby Wagner and Miles Jack. Because I was talking about players to re-sign. And Bobby Wagner is not from our team. <laughs> But uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, look out. <laughs> I mean, of course, you guys already know this is already over. Let's go to the players we did sign. Biggest hype of today, towards the end of the day, Miles Jack, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Huge, huge signing, especially because we picked up, of course, Brian Flores recently in the offseason to be a mm-hmm. defensive linebackers coach. Our biggest thing with that was hoping that he can really uh, improve and help and and, and bring out the fire in Devin Bush, the top 10 worthy pick that we put on Devin Bush, which we think we he can. I know a lot of people are down on Devin Bush, but I think he can be that kind of star caliber player. Um, and now pairing him with somebody like Miles Jack, who is great in coverage, he's fast, he's smart, he can kind of be the green dot, he can be the leader on that team, and Brian Flores is teaching both those guys. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for that. I think this is the first time since we had a combination at middle linebacker like uh, Farrier and Foot, where I feel like pretty confident in the abilities of our guys in the middle. You know, and I think that was such a lacked aspect of our defense because you know when when uh, Alu Alu and Tua got hurt, and then those runs kind of cut up the middle. Like we relied on Devin Bush and then guys like Spillane and Schobert. And Schobert was supposed to be this big signing. Dude did not really make the cut, but nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I've been working on that one. Um, but <laughs> it's gonna be huge getting a guy like Miles Jack in there. It, it the dude's a, a game changer, and I'm excited to see what he does in the black and gold. So what we can do, uh, Chris, is I have some Miles Jack highlights. Now, for a podcast, we'll see how this works out. You know, uh, <laughs> obviously, this is more of a visual thing. I thought we could, you know, I what we try to do is is me and Chris decided we're not going to watch any highlights of the new players that we get, and we're going to try to, yeah, it's very tough, and we're trying to react to months on on uh, on the podcast. Now, of course, um, we know who Miles Jack is. We know the type of caliber player he is. I mean, he destroyed us in 2017 both times we played him he gave us the big fat l on his helmet running off the field there's a picture of it on the playoffs but now he's on our team so um i thought we could react to that real quick i'm gonna try and share my screen the best i can and uh you you know just feel free to um we're gonna try and talk about it chris we're gonna try to do, do what we can and uh it, it, you know, let me know. If, let me know if it's just not <laughs> working out. You know, if it's if it's really laggy. Otherwise, just kind of fake it. You know, M- my match is gonna be laggy. I can see it on my screen that my mouse is lagging around, isn't it? Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I'll just uh, base my reactions off of yours at this point. Okay. 
So you have Miles Jack. I mean, he he what he does right there is he just stops the run so well, and he forces fumbles too. I, I you know these highlights that I pulled up here, Chris. I don't know if they're. Uh, I I th- I think they might be from his career, or maybe from just from twenty twenty one. Here's against the Vikes. He's just right in there, and I believe yeah. he forces another force. Uh, he he forces another fumble, and we need linebackers to just hit and get in there like that. Oh, the see that was an amazing play against Joe Burrow too. He jumps up, defends it. That's kind of Devin Bush's old pick, and there's another pick against the Bengals that you like to see come to the division going around it this is a little, this highlight too is a little bit older because it's uh on andy dalton <laughs> and and look at those look at those skillful moves right there you know i, yeah, I saw a little he, yeah i saw a little post right on back. twitter where they're like hey if, if you never need a backup or running back check out miles yeah. jack because he's he's got the moves and he has some yeah, some yeah. finesse he has some swag with everything that he does i am really excited about his play style coming up for us He's fast. He's smart. I mean, he can sack the quarterback. As you see there, he's he's around the ball. I, I mean, you, you got people like TJ who Ooh. who can Ooh. cause. Yeah, you got people like TJ who can cause force fumbles. And people like Minka who, who's aware of the ball. Look at that. Look at this sack. Up the My middle. gosh. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Dude. I, yeah, what do you do? And Devin Bush truly actually should be the guy that. Oh, here, and here's a pick six. Easy peasy. And Devin Bush, honestly, he should be the guy that is, should be blitzing the quarterback. I think that is more of a strong suit. Ah, uh, here we go. Playoffs against Big Ben. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one like it was yesterday. Oh, gosh, yeah. But you know what, man? If you would have uh, told me... If you if you would have told me that we would have scored 42 points on that defense, I would have told you we won that game. So that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's all. I think Devin Bush can rush the quarterback really well. So if this guy can play even better coverage, that's great. They can both blitz at the same time. We haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I mean, look at I, him. I, he's just always in there, man. I think the he's thing that Jack player. has is he's just he's quick. He he's able to get in there and he's able to uh, back off and maybe play some coverage stuff. I know that our linebackers really struggle uh, within the coverage uh, packages. <laughs> and and I and I know that Devin Bush is really not that kind of a guy we try to give with other players, but at the same time, like I think Miles Jack is kind of a dual threat. If you want him to blitz in, he definitely can do that. But if you want him to go wow. back and cover, the the dude's a beast. I I, yeah. I think I would hunt like for for once in my life as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, uh, I'm fine with a linebacker uh, covering a wide receiver. <laughs> because, oh, dude, I know because that's all we ever do. And, oh, man, I'm just so excited to watch him and Devin Bush together. I think it's going to be really special. I think he's going to help with the run. I mean, he could, depending on what our cornerback safety situation is, if he can get add even more pressure along with Watt, uh, Highsmith, Hayward, and even it if he comes back, and you add in another pressure with Jack, too, I mean... What do you do? What do you do? Exactly right. What do you do? And I think that's a yeah. great step to build upon. To your contract, that's really nice, especially because uh, we might need him. I think we're building right now, which is really great. Uh, another pickup we got is Levi Wallace from Buffalo Bills. Okay. Yes, Levi Wallace. Sir. Yep. Good. Yeah. Let's give it up for Levi. Welcome to the welcome to Pittsburgh, baby. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Uh, <laughs> have to be honest. When we signed him, I wasn't thr- thrilled. Is not the right word. I wasn't. I didn't know how to react because I don't know Levi uh, that well. But you know, again, shout out to Nick Farabo. Shout out to Alex Kazora. They really gave a bunch of great insights on these players. Uh, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, you should. Um, and they've kind of really helped us kind of see. You know what, Chris? I think this might be a really good pickup for us. Uh, especially because he's cheap. Mm-hmm. Now, now, do you care if I go off a little bit on this? Because I feel like f- uh, for the player that we were very hesitant on, I I did some some digging, and I found some old things, and it's kind of yeah. really made me appreciate uh, that a little bit. So, a little backstory on Levi Wallace. Uh, the dude, the dude, kind of feels like he's been hit around his entire life. I mean, bef- before getting to college. Uh, apparently his father passed away from ALS and he's kind of been uh, a trooper ever since. Uh, he, he was a walk on at Alabama. 
you don't just walk on to Alabama's program with Nick Saban and expect to play, let alone make the team. But he did it. All right. Uh, not until his junior year is where he finally got to play within, I think it was the last five games or so. And then he finally got a starting spot his senior year where he recorded three interceptions and they won a national championship. And that's huge, right? So, play I mean, with, I think... Minka. Play with Minka. play with Minka. Which obviously uh, adds a lot of versatility into there and, and yes. some great dynamic, which is huge. Um, and so, not only that, you know, they go into the draft. He gets undrafted, uh, whatever, but he gets signed on to the Bills practice squad. The dude works his absolute butt off. And he, he gets pulled uh, up. He plays within five days. Never saw practice squad ever again. The dude, the dude has been an absolute baller. I think, I think what he has with his grit and his heart is exactly what the Steelers need, especially on the outside. Hopefully he can continue up that level of play. Uh, he hasn't been anything like super shut down by any mean, but I mean, his stats are pretty good. And I mean, he's been consistent with his picks every single year since he's gotten that start. So I'm excited to see what Levi Wallace does from here on out. Yeah, and I think we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I, I too, I think I think I'm a little more excited about it too as as well because also his contract is a lot cheaper. I think it was a big part of it. He got a two year, eight million dollar contract. Um, I I do think that I I still think they could try to go for a Keller Witherspoon, and uh, honestly. I would say, depending on how the market is, I would not count out Joe Hayden yet for a possible return, too. We'll put on some other cornerback ones. The thing I'm worried about is that I don't think we have a cornerback one yet. Um, I don't think Levi Wallace is a cornerback one, but I think he can be a very, very solid number two, even though he did step in last year, from what I read, and took over the cornerback one spot when Tredavious White was injured for the Bills. So it's not like he can't do it, but I just don't think... I think he'd be better suited and more... Uh, fruitful playing the, the CB2 spot. So let's look at some of his highlights and let's see what Good. we got there. Uh, this is from this is from uh, a, pay, uh, a YouTube page I, that, that I subscribe to. If you haven't subscribed to it, it's called It's Yinsberg. Shout out to this man right here. Okay. Let me, let me mute that. Very first thing, starting <laughs> off against the Steelers, uh, yep. which is always a good sign. That was Duck throwing it. That was Duck throwing it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was a pick right away. Um, if, uh, let's see. Look, look, like, look at that. I, I feel like he's got pretty decent ball awareness. That is more like a zone pick to me. Mm-hmm. Like a zone coverage pick. Uh, there he is again, picking it off. That's more of a man coverage pick. Tight coverage on Jared Goff and the Rams when he was on that team. And he stays on. Oh, good. Another one against us. Yep. There's Big Big Ben with the best throw of his career. There it is. (laughs) uh, Behind and outside. Yeah. Two picks against us. But, I mean, he looks like he's got good ball awareness, ball skills, you know. Uh, I just really like to see against some Ravens. Sacks Lamar Jackson for huge loss. Love to see it. Look at this. Ooh. Ooh, nice cut ju- in front of that ball. Yeah, ju- he jumps the he can jump the route too. I mean, like I said, I think I think there's reason to be excited here for a player like this. He's got he's it looks like he's got great awareness around him. He's got good ball awareness. He he plays tough. He can play zone, he can play man, he's pretty versatile. And the and the thing that honestly kind of sticks out to me when I was reading and researching up on him a little bit which is not a stat you really see from cornerbacks, is the average yards gained against him for the run was 0.6 yards per carry. 0.6. As a cornerback, that doesn't happen, right? That, and yet, that is you know how much, you know how much we gave up last year? 130. Six, <laughs> six yards per carry, probably. Probably more. Probably honestly, more. I we we saw too many times. I mean, it's obviously I think our front middle like line was really depleted, but like yeah. it didn't matter where people ran on us, whether it's outside or inside. It was horrible. So it's nice to finally get some containment 
in that yeah. area. We got Miles My- Jacks play good against the run. It looks like Levi Wallace plays good against the run. That I think that's really exciting. Um, next, for you, I don't have tons of highlights. I do have, again, from my boy. <laughs> I don't know why I said my boy because he uh, he doesn't know who I am. But I have <laughs> <laughs> on Alex Kazora's Twitter page. Um, again, please follow that if you are a Steeler fan looking for um, – some great insight and some news. He offers very logical um, information and insight on the team that we love most. Um, but I have his Twitter page for the next two players we signed. The first one being Mason Cole. Mason Cole is a interior lineman. Has played center and guard. Played for the Vikings last year and played for uh, the Cardinals before that. We signed him to a, let me look up again, three year 15 million dollar deal which is pretty large for this man but i you know right now they say that he might be the starter sure right but i could definitely see him being more of a depth piece depending on what we do down the line uh so this is actually from josh carney another twitter page of a Steeler guy he's cut up some video i don't know if you can see this chris at all He's kept some video. I can't, of, but that's okay. You can't see it. No, I mean it. It moves. It's just small. Oh sure. How about if I do this? Ready? Bang! Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> uh, Mason Cole, right here in the middle, number fifty-two. You know, he he played for the Vikes. Uh, he also played against us when um, Delvin Cook ran for uh, three miles worth of rushing <laughs> yards. Uh, so. So here's our play again. I, I mean, he chips this guy, gets that guy. Great, makes a great lane for Dalvin Cook. He played well against us too. I mean, who didn't against with the run? You know what I mean. And but, I was gonna uh, say right away off that, yeah, that very first one. It's nice to see him t- see that a block is handled, and then try to try to find someone upfield. And I think that's really huge. Yeah, I do too. Here's some goal line stuff. He's playing center again, right there. Pushing that guy to the outside. I he didn't get in, but that wasn't really on him. He's gonna wind it up, play he's gonna play in slow motion. He hits he hits his guy, puts him in towards away from the thing, but uh looks like the guard on that play did not help out you know, as well. And that's why we didn't pick Vikings. him up in free agency. <laughs> that guard specifically. Here's yeah. <laughs> uh here's Mason Cole in some space on a stretch. Now I think Josh Carney right here is highlighting some of the negative plays where he's in space. He gets he got a little conf- he gets a little confused in space. And this is against the Ravens. So that's not a great sign. Look, at, he has no idea what to do. We've seen that a little bit too much from Kendrick Green as well. So so you get the good with the bad with these posts, which is what I appreciate from these Twitter pages like this. Mm-hmm. So it's not just all good. So you can't ride the hype train. I I uh, Mason Cole's also he's ride the bench before. Um, people say that he has. Here's another negative. He says he's got a concern with his power. We've got 52 right here at center. He's getting pushed back a lot. We saw that a bunch last year again with Kendrick Green. So people are speculating that he is going to start over Kendrick Green, that he'll be our center. Um, no offense to Mason Cole. I just. He could be, depending on what we do down the line, maybe the draft depending on who's available. Um, but for right now, you know, welcome to the team. I think Big a great ups. way to look at this optimistically too is the fact that like we, regardless how, how his play style and knowing how he's going to be, we we gained a depth piece, which is huge. Yeah. Yes. So totally. uh, it's a little comforting knowing that. And uh, I feel like every single year we at least see a change at center because of an injury. I mean, not saying... Uh, Pouncey was Iron Man by any means, but he definitely at least missed some games every single year. And now, uh, so it's nice to just kind of get some backups there uh, just in case yes. uh, that happens. So we know that the line is a big concern for next year based on uh, how the past, honestly, two years went, but especially last year. So the Steelers made a big splash signing and signed James Daniels. Yes, sir. He is from 
The Chicago Bears, he plays guard, and he is a beast. Let me tell you what. Mm-hmm. Alex Kazora again, got to th- oh, shout him out. He really wanted him. He kind of got me onto the idea of getting James Daniels, and we got him. And, man, I am pumped because I've seen a lot of great things about him. He was projected the fourth-best lineman in free agency this year. I think he's really strong. He's tough, and I got some more clips for us to watch, especially starting off against the Brownies. That's what you love to see. I believe he's number he sixty-eight is, in this, right? He is number sixty-eight. He's playing. He plays right guard for the Chicago Bears, where he did play right guard. Goes to text that guy, creates a seam, and you know the line collapses around him. That's not his fault. He's doing his job. He's totally blocking this guy out away from the running the that running play completely. He's got him again. And, destroys. And here's him. the thing. Here's the thing that oh. I really like about him in these exact plays is the fact that like. He he doesn't seem to give up. I feel like far too many times you see a lineman just block until they feel like the running back or whoever is beyond them, and then they stop. This dude literally plays until the whistle is blown, and you see it a couple times. He's he's pancaking guys. He's bringing them to the ground. He wants to make sure that the, his person is completely out of the play, which is something I really, really appreciate. He, he He's... A great, great pickup. I think he is smart on the line. He's moving guys around. You know, some of these plays, the running backs aren't getting big chunk yardages, but he's doing his job to create the to create the holes. Now, of course, you could say that could be the problem because the Steelers line needs to also do the same. He can't just do everything by himself. Everyone else has got to do those things too. But this is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And who's to say he can't do everything? Because uh, apparently he also <laughs> got some center time in Iowa when he played there. So, uh, and apparently the Steelers are now known for uh, making guards play center. So, uh, who knows what's going to happen? You know, an Iowa center sounds good. Just putting that out there for the universe, for everyone to know, mm. an Iowa center would be real nice. Sounds like quite the bomb. You got died. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing there. But, you know, we, we we got something to go. Let's just keep going, man. Let's keep rolling. All right, let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, J- James Daniels. I think that's a great, like we discussed, great pickup. Great pickup. Um, I was wondering if I had anything more to say about him, real quick. Let me search my noggin. Uh, other than I... what he was signed for. I oh mean... yeah, sure. We 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 can do what he signed for real quick, and then I just remember what I was going to say about him. And I'll find the sure. clip for the YouTube video for the podcast, um, you know, your SOL. But uh, James Daniels got a three-year deal, $26.5 million. I've heard from Bears fans that he deserves every penny. They loved him. They were sad to see him go. That's how you know you got a good player, too. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Bills fans actually were mad that Levi Wallace left, too. So that's also a good sign. Uh, and then the one thing I was going to say is I will put this clip in the YouTube video. I don't know if you've seen it, Chris. Have you seen, or any Steeler fan out there listening, there's a clip of James Daniels, and it says, here's the type of player you'll get, and he is, it's on a run play, and he's running to the second level, and there's a safety there, and he tries to hurdle over him, and he just destroys him. James oh, Daniels I've seen just it. destroys him. <laughs> so we're getting, we're getting a big, mean guy. From what I understand, that dude is still in recovery, and, uh, uh, where all of our thoughts and prayers are for him, but James Daniels uh, made him a little kid. Oh man, he destroyed him. And our final free agency pickup so far, so far, is the man, the legend, Big Mitch, Money Mitch, Big Money Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Two-year, $14.2 million contract. If you follow our Instagram or our Twitter page or even our TikTok or our YouTube, we got a bunch of social medias out there. You should follow all of them, actually. It's all Northern Steel Podcast. You can look up anything. Uh, We made a funny little video about how all the players we had mentioned last week uh, were we were not signing and other teams were. And then we had mentioned that Mitch Trubisky was going to be a giant, but now we have him and I we... Put a sad face on there. However, that is just jokes. I don't think we're really that sad about it. 
No, I, I I honestly feel like it's a really good pick. I think in the moment, you know, when all these big names are being tossed around you, you're like, man, we could have had this guy or this guy. But I think Trubisky is a really great quarterback. He's a good, really good bridge quarterback because it gives us now a few options, not only for this year, but the next couple of years with, I believe it was a, what, two-year deal uh, for X... X amount? What was it? Two or three years, Dom? It was t- it was two years, and it was for. Sorry, I was scrolling away. I was looking for another uh, post. Is two years for fourteen point two million dollars. And like I said, two two years for four. Like that's that's a phenomenal deal. We're not spending a ton of cap space on him. Like I said, a great bridge quarterback. It gives us an opportunity to not only see the quarterbacks in this draft class, but the quarterbacks for the next and the year after. And then who's to say that if things pan out? You in in Trubisky plays out of his skill level, or I shouldn't even say that because the dude might actually be a really great pickup for us. That he doesn't end up becoming the the permanent starter with the little amount that we're paying him, which would be a, even a better deal. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, for for what we're getting out of it, for for what we're scheming as an organization, I think it's an excellent pickup, and uh, I'm all in on what was the name Trubit Trubit. No, I think it's true pit ski. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. I sure did, and I do not like it. Uh, yep, ESP- <laughs> ESPN had a graphic that I saw on Twitter that I think is also really interesting for our team. It is uh, you and I both have strong feelings, and as well as a lot of fans do about Mad Canada. I'm not really the biggest fan right now. However, we do. You know you. I don't think you can really, you can toss him out the window, but maybe just hold off a little bit because we were playing with Ben and uh, Ben wasn't mobile and it was his last ride and we're kind of just want to do what Ben wants. But Matt Kenna is a big motion guy. Here's a graphic from ESPN with uh, Trubisky with the Bears from 2017 to 2020. His total quarterback rating on motion plays was 68 and non-motion plays was 46. His completion percentage on motion plays, 69%. Nice. And without and on non-motion plays, 62%. His touchdown interception ratio on motion plays, 29 touchdowns to 7 interceptions. And on non-motion plays, 35 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. Dom, what was the number that you said the first time? The completion percentage? 69%. <laughs> Nice. He sounds like my kind of quarterback. Indeed. He sure does because he loves to uh, kiss kitties. Anyways, he, um, uh, as, you, so, but, but as you can see from those numbers, I mean, 29 touchdowns to seven picks, 69% completion percentage. I'm talking fast. I'm excited. I think that's really great for the offense that McCann is trying to build, actually. And, we didn't really watch a lot of Mitch Trubisky, but I got a feeling he's a little more mobile than what we think. But I do have some highlights. Let's check out the new quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's do it. Another video by Itzy Innsberg. Shout out my boy, who doesn't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yinsberg. Uh Man, I really got to go. Golly, man, it's great yo. that they're just showing Kenny Pickett because that's making me feel <laughs> <laughs> really great about Mitch <laughs> There we go, here we go, here we go. There we go. Look at that. So he's he's so he's immediately. very immediately mobile. He he can run and I and uh he can move out of the pocket. Look at this throw back there with his back foot. That's a great throw. It really is. Almost stumbles here in the pocket like a scrub, but it picks up, throws a dime on the corner. Yeah, seriously, great. Throws a deep shot, wide open, right in the money, right in the bread basket. I miss seeing that. Yeah, so do I. And he goes with his running run away again. He's quicker than I imagined. Yeah, the dude has a lot of speed to him, which is nice. Look at the camera, doesn't even know what's going on. Look at this man go. Oh, man, pulled a... Uh, What's that guy's name? Daniels from the Giants. <laughs> Tripped. <laughs> Another deep pass. 
against the Patriots. Look at him oh. just escaping those sacks. He's he's able to get around the pocket, which is really, really nice. And oh, seems a run. little familiar. Oh, and a touchdown. To, I mean, he uses his legs. You don't think he would. You hear the name Mitch Trubisky. You don't think this man can run, but... I mean, the video speaks for himself. I don't really care, Pat McAfee. I mean, I love you, buddy, but I want to see some more highlights. Dom, Dom. Now, I, I feel like I might be going a little crazy here, but that is that number on a jersey, it says number 10, right? Look at this. It doesn't sit. Oh. It, oh. He doesn't oh. even go to bounds. He doesn't even go it to doesn't, bounds. It doesn't say young number seven? Uh, no, it says 10 for the white Cordell Stewart. <laughs> All right. I dig it. <laughs> Hey, Cordell was mobile. I'll take it. Look at that deep pass. I mean, running around. I just, the, I, the, you you got to like this because even if our line, you know, kind of is not playing the best or they're having a rough time, hopefully we're fixing that issue. At least he can move around. So I'm, I'm hoping we can get away from these, like, two-second passes that we were doing the past two years of Ben. No offense to Ben. I, he's, he's, I love Ben. He's the GOAT, but... And I think that's what we missed, honestly. I feel like when Ben was younger, he could extend plays when our receivers couldn't get open. I don't think we necessarily have the receivers on our roster that can... I, I Okay, I might be biting my tongue a little bit because I think DJ is really, really good at creating separation. But other than him, let's say he gets into double, double coverage, we need that extra time for those guys to get open and everything. And I think oh, Trubisky's mobility you know, creates that. Oh, I agree. And so I want to talk a little bit about if you're maybe feeling down about the Mitchell Trubisky pick, uh, I want to talk about why I actually, I think, or we think that it's probably pretty good. Um, his contract is cheap. I, it has some incentives to where he can earn a lot more money. But those incentives, I mean, it's kind of like a win-win, you could say, right? Because if, if he doesn't play up to the standard that I guess Pittsburgh's used to for a winning quarterback, right? Well, now you're looking at like a low draft pick and a way, if we, especially if we don't draft a quarterback, and a way better quarterback drafting class next year. And if he does play really good to earn those incentives, that means we went off. And we had a great year with Mitch playing there. Yeah. And honestly, he would deserve that then. Um, so his, his deal is really friendly. Um, it's better than trading picks away for Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. It's... It's honestly better than trading away a lot of capital and having a huge cap hit for Deshaun Watson, who people wanted, but I just was never on board with. Mm. It is a uh, better pick, and I think, and I think he, I, I think he was put in a bad situation with the Bears. I think the I think the Bears honestly picked him too high, and maybe he knows that too. You know, like he shouldn't have gone ahead of Watson or Mahomes. So I think he's put in a bad situation with the Bears. The Bears traded a lot to get him, so they couldn't build around him that well. They did one year when they made the playoffs, but not nothing super great. Uh, Matt Nagy's not really the best coach in my eyes. Um, I think it's exciting to be on a team like the Steelers. Tom, you can never count Tomlin out, and we got a good defense. We got a great run game uh, that should hopefully improve with some better linemen. I, I I honestly can say that like I think it might be kind of fun to watch. You know. Now who knows he might come out he might come out and just really lay a bunch of eggs you never know but that's just kind of, we're, we're in a new territory here brand new quarterback you got you got to kind of trust who you have and enjoy the ride and I think I think it's hard you know as a Steeler fan to not be a little worried about the upcoming season because there's a lot of uncert uncertainties about it right but like I also think looking at it from the other side the very optimistic side is like. I think there's a lot of things to be excited about. I think this is the first year ever where the Steelers have literally signed so many players off of free agency. And and that's huge. It's like we're literally making such a big push to be a competitor, even though we, you know, we lost a Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously maybe not playing at a Hall of Fame caliber uh last two seasons, but I think this speaks volumes to what we're doing as an organization. And I think it it's hard not to be excited about it. I I understand maybe being, you know, like eh, a little wishy-washy, but I, and, and I was the exact same way before all this stuff started. But after seeing all the effort and all the picks that we've, we've gotten, 
Dom, I don't know about you, but I'm 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 pretty amped. I want preseason here already. I I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know. I I agree. I say this every year. Like, I don't want to wish away summer, but I I am also very amped. And we still have a draft to go through, but I am yeah. also very amped. And speaking of being excited already, there is we have we have room to make some more plays because I think you mentioned earlier we had we released we cut Joe Schobert. You know, rest in peace. We also cut Zach Banner. Rest in peace. Um, we released those players, and that has given us actually some more cap room. They were cap casually players in mind. So let's quickly. I had asked you to think about a couple players that you might want to still see as target for agency. Who you got for me, Chris? Uh well, I got a big one. I got the one that literally give everyone's thinking about. Ooh, give it to okay. me. Okay. Uh, you might know him. He plays in the NFL. He's yay, yay tall. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he plays a little position I like to call safety. Ah. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't guessed it already, it's my man, uh, Matthew. Uh, yes, coming sir. out of Kansas City. Uh, I think this would be absolutely unreal if we could get this guy to sign with us. Uh, to be in the same backfield as Mika Fitzpatrick, I don't know what you do. I literally don't know what you do as a as an opposing quarterback. I mean, the the dude has grit. He has talent. That he just wants to be out there, and he's a competitor. And I just think he would be such an amazing pick. Obviously, we have no idea what's going to come up uh, with Terrell Edmonds uh, coming up, and and hopefully we find out something here soon. But I've heard a lot of good things, and how we are potentially targeting him. Uh, and so it'd, it'd be really awesome. And he's kind of on my free agency wish list uh, for what we got left. Yeah, he he wasn't on ours until these rumors started swirling around. And now the ideas in our head, because now with Miles Jack, you got to think like, especially if Tuit comes back, you, you got to think you got Hayward, Tuit, Highsmith, Watt, Jack, Bush, Ma- Matthew, Fitzpatrick. Are you kidding me? Don't forget that my boy Aluwalu in the middle. Exactly. That is insane. Yeah. You know, Mitch, we might put you in a position where you just need to score like 20 points, dude. That's it. Just score 20. Dude, if, if, if even. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if seriously. even. I mean, regardless so, of our corners on the outside, if you have those two guys as being high safeties, like there's your extra backup right there. Yeah, I think that's a great. Do you, do you have another pick for me, or is, or is that the big one you got? Uh, I'll I'll let you go on this next one. Okay, I'm gonna try to make it quick because we're running low on time here. Uh, I a big concern for me right now is like I said, like I mentioned earlier, is cornerback one. There aren't really a lot of great options for cornerback one left in the draft. Um, I love Joe Hayden. I love to see him back. I want Akella Witherspoon back. If those guys don't go, I feel like some of these older guys. You could still throw a contract at and get them hopefully for cheap. I mean, Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore still made the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, There's Kyle Fuller from Denver. There's Chris Harris from the Chargers. He's 32, just like Joe Hayden. Uh, Pat Pete was rumored he wanted to go back to the Vikings. But um, Bryce Callahan from Denver, he's a little older as well. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is old. There's there's a lot of these old players. There's Steven Nelson too, who I know he tried to burn that bridge, but I'd still take him back. Uh, Casey Hayward, he's older. Um, Mike Hughes, uh, I would take because he was supposed to have some potential there, but I don't know if he'd be a cornerback one. That's the issue. So the, so a lot of those older names, I would still put a cornerback one, I guess, just for uh, veteran experience. And uh, especially someone like Stefan Gilmore, I think if you could somehow land him or Kyle Fuller or, or whatever, uh, and you got Tyron and Minka back there, I mean, those, those are two great guys to help you out in case you're kind of feeling a little, little old, a little slow. So I, I think quarterback one, I would still love to see them try to get. Um, but if not, maybe they can get some other positions so that maybe they can hit that a little quicker in the draft. I 100% agree with you. Uh, I got one more. Do you have one more, or do you? Are you good? Uh, I'm. I'm totally fine. You continue, sir. Okay. The one more that I want to see us address, Chris, is defensive line. Just because we're really not sure if Tua is staying or going, like we mentioned before, 
uh, respect to it. Tua can do whatever he needs to do, whatever he feels is right. Um, and if he retires, that is okay. Uh, I think we need to potentially get somebody in his place in case he goes. Technically, he plays defensive ends, so I don't know how these guys would fit because I haven't done the research on 4-3 to 3-4. So maybe these names that I'm about to say to you uh, won't actually fit, and you'd be like, Dominic, you're a big, dumb idiot, but these are just big names I know of. Uh, I still think Dante Fowler Jr. would be super awesome. Uh, Akeem Hicks from Chicago would be, I think, a great pickup. Uh, Eddie Goldman, who they released as a defensive tackle, could be really great to at least have another depth there. Um, and uh, could be it. I don't think I want. I don't think I want uh, Jadavian Clowney at all. But I think those first three names that I mentioned to you would be really awesome. I but Derek Barnett. I mean, I take him. He's really young. He could be cheap potentially. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan. I know he's really old, but at least that's somebody, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely some like options. Everson Griffin, he's super old. There's some options. I I saw the Vikings are trying to trade for Daniil Hunter. I mean, they're probably asking for a lot, so I don't think we should do that. Um, but uh, I I you know until we get some information about to it, which they we we don't need. They don't need to release that to us. We don't deserve that. I know a lot of fans are like. They need to tell us what's going on to it. I disagree. He's going through a lot of personal stuff. Uh, he can make any decision he wants to. But when they happen. want to, re- yeah, when they want to release that to the public, um, I think we need to kind of make those decisions sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about in this podcast, thanks again for sticking along with us and listening to us ramble on about the team we love most in the black and gold. Uh, I wanted to talk briefly about with the re-signings and the signings we have made, Chris, what is a way, way, way too early prediction on what you think the goal is for the season that the Steelers are trying to put together? Uh, that's a really good question. And honestly, I don't know if I have a really good answer for you. Uh, I, 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 Obviously, the optimist Steeler fan in me says that this team that we're building around right now uh, they're they're looking pretty good, and and I mean like, obviously addressing a lot of those defensive pieces, uh, and and especially seeing what we get uh, later on in free agency, or if not the draft, um, could be a, a you know, a, a big sign as far as what we're going for. Um, and I, a big thing is too, like you said earlier, uh, we're the Steelers. We're an organization that that hates losing. We're 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 an organization that somehow still is competitive regardless of who we have on our roster and and we're always competing for that playoff spot and i think nothing of that changes you know tomlinson on the team we have guys on our team like hayward and watt uh who we do not want to waste years for so i think the goal is always to win we always want to put ourselves in a position to win Uh, i think first things first uh let's see how the first you know part of the season goes but i i think uh playoffs is Playoffs is the first goal to see how we do with this team and then uh, seeing seeing what other signings we can get to maybe push us to that uh, big game. Yeah, I think I think that's well said. I, I I think what they're doing shows the fans and it shows the rest of the NFL that we're not going to lay down and die like a lot of us think we're going to, but we know that they're never going to do that. Where I think what is a way too early prediction is that we are building for the future. I still think that you kind of have to keep your expectations low and we're still kind of looking out for individual performances. I think it'll be fun to watch the defense and watch how certain players maybe rise to the occasion, some of these new additions, how players can become better. It'll be, ni- it'll be nice to see how Najee does in the second year, how someone like Mitch will do. Yes, sir. Um, how someone like, yeah, like how someone, <laughs> someone like Mitch will do in this year. Um, but one thing I, I, like, I'm sure to remember is that the AFC, especially this year, is so, so, so strong. The AFC West, like we just talked about, is, in, is absolutely nuts. I think every team can make the playoffs. The Ravens, I think, will be good again, barring an unfortunate 30 people on IR. They'll be really good. And honestly, my pick to potentially win the Super Bowl next year. I think the Bengals are going to be really good again, at least very solid. And the Browns, if they get to Sean Watson, they'll probably be good. But whatever. It's just it's just a tough conference in general. The Titans are still there. You know, the, the Colts are trying to make their own moves. 
it's it's a very very tough conference. There's a reason why Tom Brady came back to play for the Buccaneers because nobody plays in the NFC. It's a it's a, it's an easy road to school. That's true. I mean, who you got? Who you got to play against? Aaron Rodgers. All he does is choke, which I will remove from the podcast if he joins the Steelers next year. But <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just an easy route. So, so if you're a Steelers fan, I think with these moves today, it is very exciting. Be excited. Be positive. This is this it's is a new fun. era. Yeah, uh-huh. this is fun. This is great. But keep those expectations low. We all want to win a Super Bowl. It's been way too long. But I think we're building. I think we're we're trying to plant some seeds. We're trying to see find our new identity, and we're building there. And kind of let everyone else knock each other out in the mouth while we do that. So, with that being said, thank you so much again for listening to our second episode of the Northern Steel Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on TikTok if you want to. It's all under the Northern Steel Podcast. I'm your I am. <laughs> I blew. I messed up the outro again. I blew it. Episode three is going to be good. I am Dominic Paskowski. This is Christopher Paskowski. Thank you again so much. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Peace out.